Hello and welcome to the Fizzle Show. (laughs) (laughs) Steph Crowder is in Portland, Oregon with the team and welcome everyone to the Fizzle Show where every week we publish another conversation about people creating businesses to live life on their own terms. All right, because it's possible, it's amazing, I mean, it's difficult. I mean, it's possible. You can actually have a, a really free, like, energizing life. You can do this. It's doable, and it's amazing when you do, when you don't have a crappy boss that you're working for, but it's really difficult. You're not guaranteed this thing. It takes work. It takes effort. You got to be on the ball. That's why we do the show, because it's tough. It's tough to do it. So we do a, a podcast episode every single week, okay? Now, on the show today, we're talking something pretty big. We're talking about the, uh, the energizer planning method to sort of recharge your batteries halfway through the year, okay? It's a planning method for your projects to get you back on track, and I love this because we've been working hard on it, and it's really going to blow your mind. It's going to teach you exactly how we're planning our projects here at Fizzle, which is awesome. Because we've been doing it for a while, we've tuned this method method for a long time, and one of the things that you are going to need so badly in your business is the ability to come up with a plan and then execute on that plan. And then check in with that plan over time to see how are we doing. Are we doing a good job with this? Is this still where we want to go? Because plans change. As the old quote goes, uh, you know, life is what happens. What, what, what is it? Life is what happens when you're busy making plans? Yeah. Something like that, you know. Life is what happens when you're busy making plans. So you're over in your notebook somewhere just making all these plans, and here's what I'm going to do, here's what I'm going to do. Yeah. And meanwhile, just like this huge storm is gathering that's going to take all your paperwork that you're doing and shove it all around the world room. Be careful. that I learned once that's not a romantic thing to say to someone. Say, Give me the backstory on that. That phrase. Yeah? Just like Life what? is what happens when you're making other plans. Yeah, that's the one. That's the one, yeah. It's true, but it's also kind of glib and a little mm-hmm. depressing it is so don't say that to your loved one as a romantic gesture yeah yeah you know yeah, I mean? yeah yeah exactly yeah that's that's I feel like that's a john lennon quote or something i don't know uh no i've got it right here actually mm. uh let me show you this is from alan saunders life is what happens to us while we are making other oh, yeah. plans good old alan saunders. good old as as it were okay steph crowder is in town because we are doing our week of planning for the next quarter of fizzles projects this is a thing that we have done for the last basically four years quietly and systematically tuning this process over over time and now we've got it at a point where and you might have heard us talking some about this in uh other like year planning episodes that we've done if you haven't listened to that one you'd like that but this is specifically about like it is time to realize that your year is is halfway gone (laughs) yeah and uh, it is it is just about it is just about uh are we right now are we past the halfway part in the year now what is it june june is that right so we're like we're we're 30 days from june Mm -hmm. as we record or 15 days from june right so so your your half of your year is gone all those plans you had in january right? How much progress have you made on that? So this is about how do we reclaim that, that energy that we had in the beginning of the year, the focus and the, 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 the determination really to get our stuff done. Uh, after we've got this like humbling experience probably with going like, I didn't get close to what, I, you know, all the things I wanted done. Yeah. And, and for me, it's all about, we call this the energizer planning method because yeah. it's all about recharging your batteries, mm-hmm. right? You yeah. want to get back into that feeling of energy and flow and yeah. clarity. Yeah as opposed to the kind of wandering confusion 
and lack of excitement about the projects in front of you. Yeah, absolutely. So Steph, tell me like in your own terms, like what are the things that get in the way for people when they're, when they're thinking about doing this kind of thing? Why do they bump their knee and scrape their face or whatever? I think, you know, there's this natural energy that happens on January 1st, right? We start the year yeah. fresh. It's just kind of built in. You get this clean slate and you get to start over in your business and in your goals. And that feels really good and really exciting. And then the time goes by so quickly. It's about to be summer. And that's it, it really, I think it sneaks up on people. Mm. And if you're, I think one of the big things I'm hoping we'll get into is first of all, there's a lot of distractions. Like yeah. you're probably have wandered off course from where you started on January 1st. And you may even be wondering, how did I end up here? Yeah. Like I thought I was going to be over here and I've gotten off the path. It just happens because there's unforeseen things that pop up in business or you just got new ideas and shiny objects kind of enter, enter the picture. But on top of that, I think one big thing is if you're not, and this ties really well to a conversation we just had about what to do if you're not getting any results in your business. Yeah. Or if you're not sure if you're getting results yeah. mm -hmm. and you have no real clear way of measuring whether you're on track or not, I think that can be really draining because then you might, you've lost some of that luster of the new year's resolution stuff. And you're like, am I even doing a good job? Am mm. I even any closer yeah. to my goals than I was six months ago? And which, that's a really scary thought. Which episode was that Jason? The CEOing? That was two fourteen. That was one yeah. just before that. Yeah, th right? That's almost a prerequisite for yeah. this, right? Because a lot of times when you have that feeling that you're not sure if things are going well, it's because you don't have measurements to tell mm -hmm. you if things are going well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, so to be to the CEOing your business in three metrics, Corbett, that was fizzleshow.co slash two one two. That's mm -hmm. episode yeah. two twelve. Yeah. But then the no progress after a full year, yes. this might be why. That was two fourteen. Yeah. And then right in between that was how do you balance your life and your business? You know, you know what what I love about what we're going to talk about today is you talked about the the new year and how it feels like a fresh slate. Yes. And you just feel like anything's possible. You can get really excited about your business again. Yep. And the truth is, that's artificial. Absolutely. It just happens to coincide with some date on the calendar. Yep. The beauty of it is, you can get that feeling back anytime. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we do as a team, and yeah. we'll talk about that a little bit today, yeah. like what we do on a regular basis, you can go through that same rebirthing process where anything's possible again. Yeah. And then you can glide on that energy for a while yeah. and try to plan these planning processes frequently enough so that mm -hmm. by the time that energy starts waning yep. and you start feeling confused again, then you do this all over. Yeah. yeah. And and by the way, I think this is super important for any business, but especially people out there who are on a team, this is like beyond mandatory because well, yeah. we were just talking yesterday about how it's all of us kind of end up working in our little silos. And I think that happens on teams. So in terms of like reconnecting to each other in the mission, if mm -hmm. you're on a team, you, I think this is like doubly important Yeah, because you have to feel like you're all in it together. And throughout the year, it's easy to fall away from that. So I've heard some terms. So why, why do we, why do we lose steam? Why do we get off track? One of the things was, was shiny objects, mm -hmm. just getting distracted by like new, like where the energy is flowing towards this. Like I just in, am internally motivated yeah. towards this thing in the same way that you might be feeling internally motivated to look at Facebook every now and again. Right. You notice how you just find yourself doing that? Yeah. It's because there's, you just like fell into that. It was an yeah. easy thing to do. Sometimes you can just fall into or be driven towards or motivated towards a shiny object that just takes you off course. Mm -hmm. Doesn't mean that shiny object's bad. It just means, hey, 
Yeah. This is some reasons why you're, you probably didn't even notice that was happening, maybe, yep. you know. Or I think a big pitfall there, too, is like throughout the year, new stuff comes out. Yeah. So, like, let's say, you know, Instagram stories is really like, oh, I got to get on my Instagram story strategy. Yeah. That's what all the influencers are doing. So you yeah. look at them and you think, oh, my God, should I change course? Should I do that? Because everybody else is doing right. it. Right. So that's the big thing. And I that think. can blow up your whole plan. Exactly. And, yeah. and sometimes that might be okay. And we'll talk about that, right. I guess, later towards yeah. the end of the episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it might be worth blowing up your plan. Yeah. Totally. But, but yeah. a lot of times it's not. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. So shiny objects is some mm-hmm. reason why this falls apart. Uh, you not, Corby, you mentioned the CEOing thing. You're not measuring. Mm-hmm. You don't actually know if you're heading in the right direction or not. So mm-hmm. you, you don't know. You haven't defined what's going to make this thing successful or how you'll know when right. it's when it's succeeding. Yep. Right. Um, you don't know. Yeah. It's just that's a big deal. Like you don't know if what you're working on is, is the right thing to work on. That's what I think of most, the self doubt thing. Yeah. The confusion about, well, I came up with that plan last week or two months ago, yeah. but I don't know if it's the right thing now right. because yeah. I'm not internally motivated on it. Right. Mm-hmm. Or some, or I don't have like some, in, like it's not on fire for me or yeah. something. And I don't actually know like I, so that, you know, think about this and this will be a good transition right into our process. Okay. Because this is where I think for me personally, and I think for a lot of, a lot of people who are running their own business, it's like, there's some times where it just like the energy's flowing and it's happening. It's Absolutely. easy. Everything flows right into place. And then other times where it's just like pulling teeth. It's mm-hmm. so painful. A lot of the reasons why is we don't have a process for reminding ourselves why this project is important to us. Mm-hmm. Okay, we did like we're we're supposed to get this project done, but we we whenever we think of that project, it's just this weird waft of like. Uh, and now it's I'm finding work. myself on Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's just just work. It's and just it's work. boring. Work, if, and that's if you actually have clarified what the actual next step is and what the work really is. Because I think a lot of times for me, if I'm honest, it's just this like uh, I don't know if I have enough energy for that right now. Like, it just yeah. feels like a ball of anxiety. It does. Yep. Yeah. And it overwhelm. Does. It is. Right. Yeah. It's like a cloud. It's like a cloud. And so I need to do the work. First of all, I need to notice that it's just like, it's clouding out on me. Right. Second of all, what's my process for getting really, really concrete and clear about what exactly this thing is and why it's a good idea. Yes. Like why I know it's a good idea. Yep. Why do I want to do this? So you're saying the process that we're about to go into is going to give people the yeah. tools to get past that feeling of, I don't know, remember why these projects are on here. They just feel like work to me. Yeah. So I'm in avoidance mode mm-hmm. and instead I'm pursuing the latest right. Instagram yeah. feature or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Avoidance mode. The, yeah. The other thing is I think <clears throat> you can get this, this fear built up in you yeah. that this year is just passing me by. This isn't going to be the year, the yeah. breakout year that I thought it was going to be. Yeah. And you just kind of feel helpless and overwhelmed. Mm. And what we're saying is, by implementing a regular process of planning, this energizer planning method that yeah. we're about to go into, this the the world is your oyster here. Yeah. You mm-hmm. are in control of your own fate. You can yeah. get rid of all of that fear yeah. and instead put yourself back in the driver's seat yep. and get that energy and motivation back so that you can take control and drive the direction of the rest of your year yeah, which instead is, of letting it happen. I mean, it's just so powerful. It's just a really, really powerful experience that, and, and but it does take work. Like this yep. thing will take work. Uh, Steph, you already mentioned um, something that I think we should just call out on the beginning of this process is this reality that you're, you're going to need to check in with this mm-hmm. fairly often. Mm-hmm. Like you need, like for us, it works really easily on this team to do a quarterly thing yep. that seems to work really well. Yep. And some, there's some stretches of the quarter, which feel like, no man's land because totally. yeah. it's kind of a long totally. it's kind of yeah. a long thing but at the same time 
the towards the end of the quarter, you're like, geez, how am I gonna get all this done before the quarter? You know what I mean? Like, and at the beginning, right. it's like really productive, right? Right. So you and I think we might need to look at like more of going yeah. on more of the full moon cycle, <laughs> to yeah. be honest. Instead of instead of well, uh, a, we're we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about moon stuff, moon yes. stuff. and astrology last yeah. night <laughs> yes. at dinner, yeah. But, you know, in, and part of our process, and we'll talk about this, isn't just quarterly. We also yeah. meet every week yeah. and review the projects that we're working on. Because mm-hmm. we've got a master list of here's what we said we we're going to do. Yeah. yeah. And, and we're getting, and here's how much time we have. Yeah. But the point of what I want to make is this is not something, what you, listen, listener, you know this now. This, is, this work you want to do is not going to do itself. It is not going to get done for you. Wait, wait, can't we just automate it? Uh, outsource it. You can outsource it. Yeah. You can get a virtual assistant from the Philippines. Can we just say no to everything we if don't you're want to do? On, I basically, then this is, okay, so the funny thing is, is this energizer process is actually super easy. If you don't know what to do next, you just get a VA from the Philippines yep. and ask them what you should done. do with your business. Mm-hmm. And then you say, can I pay you to do that? And they're like, of course, that's what I'm here and for. it's so cheap too. And it's mm. so cheap, yeah. right? So boom, bada boom, bada bing. You're done. Your business is flowing yeah you know super energized you can go work on whatever you want to work on right yep no but uh but, just kidding guys. but listener you you do know this that that um what did what what is it that you know again <laughs> that these work these projects aren't going to do themselves yeah. yes and if you want that to get done you're going to have to buckle down and do it yeah but like I always say in Fizzle, like you are going to have to do this work, yeah. but you don't have to be alone. Well, and right? on that note, can I make a suggestion? So I already mentioned that if you're on a team, this is like huge. I'm going to say to people who are solo in this thing, find, I think it'd be an awesome idea to find a partner and do this, like not a business partner, but a mastermind type person yeah. or like yeah. an accountability buddy and like talk through some of this stuff together. I think yeah. when we get together, there's part of it is like, we just have to throw stuff against the wall, which we're going to talk about, but like saying it out loud mm-hmm. and getting outside of your own head, I think could be really valuable. So if there are no, people who are interested in doing this, maybe find someone in Fizzle or, uh, you know, in another community where you can go through this together yeah. and trade ideas. Cause I think saying it out loud is really helpful. And even just watching people use their progress logs inside Fizzle. Right. It's like, it's a lot like this. Yeah. Just clarifying, it just is. writing out what you're going to do. Like mm-hmm. these, these people inside of Fizzle keep a progress log. It's one of the things that keeps them on track a ton. Someone like Paul Foxton, who yeah. we were looking at his progress log yesterday, has like 995 entries into his yes. progress log. Awesome. Which is unbelievable. And he's just been tr- plugging along and he's having, a, he's, like you were saying, he's having a great month right now, right? <laughs> yeah. Because... Because when you're when you're focusing yourself and clarifying yourself into actually like writing down the thing you're going to do, then the research shows if you're doing that in a way that's like in front of other people in some way that you feel at least a little bit like sort of connected to or accountable to, you are going to be just that much more likely to actually pursue and get the thing done, mm-hmm. to yeah. execute on the thing. Okay, so we've set up this energizer method for planning stuff a lot, okay? We want to get our projects done. We want to see our results. We have our breakout year. We want to feel energized and enthusiastic and excited about yeah. the work we're doing, but we fall off the wagon. We, we lose ourselves into distraction and tiny object. We have confusion and doubt about if we're working on the right thing, right? We want someone to come in and save us and do the work for us. We feel like a victim. This is not how an entrepreneur thinks. This is not how an entrepreneur gets successful. So we need a process that's going to put the reins back in our hands, right? In some sustainable way. Like we're not biting off too much more than we can chew, yep. right? We can just like, we can do this in a sustainable way. Start creating our own good vibes as we, as we, you know, follow our bliss and create our, create our stuff, get it, get it out into the world. So let's start in on the process itself. 
Right? Sound good? Yep. We ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, here's my chime for Bing. We're starting it on the process itself. Wait, first, first, we've got a podcast sponsor today from FreshBooks. FreshBooks is small business accounting software designed for small businesses. Okay. Especially, especially we think for freelancers out there. Okay. A lot of you bloggers and stuff, you know, might not do a lot of invoicing and stuff, but freelancers, you are invoicing people. You are getting in touch with clients. You are needing to get paid from your customers. All right. That is where FreshBooks comes in. Okay, FreshBooks has been redesigned from the ground up. So if you looked at it before, look at it again. You've heard me say that before. One of the biggest things about this is the invoicing. It creates very, very, very professional, simple invoices that are going to work. They're going to get you people actually to pay you, right? It takes about 30 seconds to create and send an invoice and your clients can pay you online. (laughs) Gone are the days of like going to the bank with a check that someone sent you in the mail, net 90 Mm -hmm. or something like that, right? So um, FreshBooks can also show you whether or not a client has even looked at the invoice that you've emailed to them, by the way. So it's like, you know, I don't know if you've ever had these experiences with salespeople online, but you open up one of their emails and like within a few seconds, you've got another email like, hey, just wondering if you uh, had time to look at uh, yeah. <laughs> some of this because they can tell you opened up your thing, right? right? And, uh, and that little notification probably already automatically sends that email out for you. Anyways, you could do something similar with FreshBooks where you can see when they've, uh, when they've opened up the invoice and they looked at it. You can get right in touch with them then if you wanted to for that kind of pushy, but you don't have to be. Okay, so FreshBooks is offering us a 30-day free trial of unrestricted use and you don't need to add your credit card or or anything for, for a fizzle show listener you can get this deal this offer this discount when you go to freshbooks.com slash fizzle and then you enter fizzle in the how did you hear about us section our thanks to FreshBooks for supporting the fizzle show and independent business Thanks, FreshBooks. Thanks, FreshBooks. All right. Ding, ding, ding. Now we're starting again back into the energizer planning method. Okay. So, Corbett, take me to the very first step here. All right. So, the first step is um, deciding on a schedule that you're going to engage in this planning process, or at least setting a, a date or a, setting aside a couple of days for the first time that you're going to do this. Mm-hmm. And the first time that you're going to do this, you're going to have some planning to do ahead of time for the planning process mm-hmm. or some preparation at least yeah. to do. Because what we like to do as part of this energizer planning process is we always start with the big picture view. Yeah. Mm. Basically trying to get a handle on how are things going for us within the business? Uh, trying to understand what does the revenue picture look like? Maybe take a picture of how do our customers feel about what we're doing if we have customers? And then also how do we feel as team members about the work that we're doing, mm-hmm. right? So again, those are the three things that matter to us and the three things that we focus on during this this preparation of what's the 10,000 foot view. Another way to look at this is we often call this the state of fizzle or the state of the business, Mm -hmm. right? Imagine that you're going to give a presentation to everybody that's on your team, even if you're only one person to, to tell everybody how things are going. So in order to prepare for this, what I would do is we talked in the CEOing your business episode again, a lot about the metrics that you need to be paying attention to. So I would gather those metrics. I would be asking myself, you know, what does the revenue picture look like? How many uh, customer signups did we have? What are the major metrics that we're tracking and what's the state of those now? And what's the trend, right? How have these things been going? Mm -hmm. The second thing that I would look at 
is internally within the team, I would be asking, how did things go over the past you know, period since we did this planning before? What went well? What didn't go so well? And how do we feel about the work that we're doing? Mm-hmm. The third thing is I would be asking, how do our customers feel about the value that we're creating for them? Mm-hmm. And to do that, we oftentimes have anecdotes. Uh, we might send out a survey. And for each of these three areas, for the state of the business portion of this, yeah. we've often created scorecards for ourselves to say on a, you know, A, B, C, D, yeah. F kind of level, how do we feel like we're doing in each of these areas uh, and what went well or what didn't go well during the preceding period. Mm-hmm. So this is just, again, the whole point of this, and you can decide how you want to do this yourself, but this is, we talked before about one of the big obstacles to feeling great and having the motivation and knowing yeah. what projects yeah. you're working on is not knowing whether or not you're on track, not having a way yeah. of knowing whether or not you're on track. Totally. And we recommend people to be CEOing their business on a regular basis. But at a minimum, you should be doing that at the beginning of your planning process. Yeah. So that as you go into your planning, you have a framework for judging the ideas that you're going to be considering to become projects. You can say, you know, this is where we are. Yeah. You brought up an important point too, when we were talking through this in preparation, which is this idea of you can't be doing this perpetually. Like you can't be CEOing all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the value of doing uh, deciding how often you're going to do this. Cause if you live in this world of like obsessively checking your stats or obsessively looking at revenue, you're not going to be working in the business enough to actually move the needle on anything. Yeah. It's funny. Like Chase said earlier, the, these projects aren't going to get done on their own. Yes. It, you're going to have to do the work. And the person that does the work isn't the one that's looking at the stats all the time. Right. It's the one that just goes heads down for a while and, and works on things. Yep. On the other hand, we know from a lot of people, they just like to put their head down and do the work and make a great yeah. product. Yeah. And they kind of, they kind of go groundhog on yeah. looking at the stats. Right. Yeah. And they, and they don't do that because they're afraid of what they might find out. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. And so this is another. I love that. Go groundhog. That means like they bury themselves in the sand. Yeah, and they don't want to. Is look that the thing a groundhog does? Well, ostriches hole, right? do ostrich. that, but, but they go ostrich. But groundhogs are underground. Yeah, they go no, turtle and yeah, hold they their go, head. They go yeah. internal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they go internal. Yeah. Right. So so this is another way of uh, allowing you to feel good about your business because you're going to get everything out in the open. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to be real with yourself. Yeah. And like you were, you know, sometimes before we go into this planning process, you're like, I'm a little nervous about the yeah. state of fizzle. Yeah. You know, yeah. you, you want to know how things are going. Yeah. And sometimes it's like ripping off a Band-Aid for a little bit and yeah. feeling like, oh man, things are, but then you're putting the reins back in your own hands through this planning process and going, no matter how things are, we now feel more confident about moving forward yeah. and we have a plan for making things better. Yeah. Right. There's that great Hemingway quote where he says, you know, don't fool yourself, maybe this bad thing that you're experiencing is protecting you from some other much worse thing that you could be experiencing. Right. So coming out of your shell Mm -hmm. and actually seeing these, these, uh, these, the state of your business, which you might not want to see, which you know, it might hurt you a little bit, you know, to accept that, to swallow that bitter pill that is saving you from probably some greater pain down the road. Yeah. Yeah, The, The more you can stomach that early on and get into it and swallow it and be like, okay, I'm okay with this. I, I'm allowing this. I'm realizing this is, you know, quote unquote reality, yep. right? This is reality. And now the question is to me, what, what, what do I want to do to change this? Okay, so clarifying here really quick. Um, I hear you say there's this preparation that needs to be done before the work starts. Yep, it's kind of like getting ready to do your taxes. You got to get all the forms and find out, yeah. you know, all the details. Yeah, 
And that CEO episode, uh, fizzleshow.co slash 212, I think it was. Yep, 212, CEOing your business, the three metrics that matter. Mm -hmm. That's great. That's a great way for you to do that. And then inside of the Fizzle Roadmap, we have a huge section on growth uh, there in the roadmap. And in the growth section, there's this amazing spreadsheet on how to track your growth. And Mm -hmm. having that spreadsheet so you can watch over time, month to month to month, what the trend looks like and and the insights that you're getting from that can be really, really valuable. Yeah, and now listen, uh, for a lot of people listening to this, they don't have metrics to measure yet, yeah. right? They're just yeah. getting started maybe. Yeah. But this is just as important. Mm-hmm. In the state of the business, however, instead of focusing on how many customers signed up and how much revenue did we make, you need to focus on how much did you produce? Yeah. How yeah. much did you get yeah. done? Yeah of these projects and tasks and things. So really it's a measure of your productivity over that last period, right? Yeah, I like that. That's a really good point. So the idea here is we're prepping uh, our sort of the things that we need for, this is basically putting together the state of the business right now, Yep. right? Where are our metrics that matter for us in this business? Now you, um, you mentioned the three sort of key metrics for us or big areas of metrics are, you know, uh, how, how is our revenue? Any business that's just like, Quick and simple. That's a really important thing. How is our revenue? The health of the business, the financial picture of the business. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And for us, it ends up looking like a monthly revenue, right? yearly revenue, monthly revenue. For people just starting out, it might be looking at your runway. mm -hmm. If you just quit your job and you have some savings, it's just kind of figuring out the financial picture in general. So what's the financial picture, right? Because this is, we're not doing this for our health. (laughs) In fact, it's having a negative impact for a little while. If you have to work too hard, right? So revenue, then there's uh, value. I like that revenue value which is like how the thing that we're making how do we know it's working for us it's very clear like we can look at that we're looking at the success of our members yes right so our business exists to help indie entrepreneurs become successful this is the kind of thing you could do for example a net promoter score mm-hmm. you can send a survey to your customers yep. to do a net promoter score or some sort of satisfaction measurement yep. to find out how much people really like what you're you're producing and if you don't have customers yet uh, this is maybe a, an area where you could do customer conversations and just see mm-hmm. how your ideas are taking shape and whether or not you think there could be value there. Yeah. And you could also look at just straight up. I always like, you know, big, cold, hard data when when I look at stuff like this. Right. So this is yeah. like how many of our members are, rec- you know, how, what's our average average lifetime of a member. Right. If that's getting smaller and smaller and smaller, that's yes. telling us something. Yeah. Now, if you if you're only producing content at this point and you're not yeah. earning revenue, you could also be looking at, uh, you know, how many people are reading your articles, yes. how long are they reading your articles, mm-hmm. how many people are reviewing your podcast, things like that that are some indication that people are picking up what you're putting down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So then the second thing it sounds like you're saying is scheduling a sort of regular, sort of recurring event to be doing coming back to this. Yeah, but hold on. The third yeah. thing okay. you were you were, oh, I didn't know, like, you I were enumerating. Either. Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, <laughs> so there's your revenue. There's your value. How are your customers? Uh, is yep. your thing helping your customers? And then the third thing is how are you feeling right. about this work? Yeah, and by you, I mean however many people are in your organization. Mm-hmm. How are you feeling about? It? And these are the three metrics we hold ourselves to. Yep. Like Corbett said, we make scorecards, and every quarter we check in, and go like, how are we doing on this? Mm-hmm. Yep. Right, and that, that's really helpful. Now you can create your own versions of these things um, of but you can also just take that because we're finding there's really nothing really missing from that picture 
right? Our yeah. revenue, our value, because of our, we've got a lot of revenue, but, we, but we're, we're looking at like, actually, we're not creating a lot of value. Like that's going to, that's going to come back to us in the end. Sure. That's you not, know? it's not sustainable. And if we and don't have a lot of revenue, but we do have a lot of value, right? Then it's like, okay, well, we just, we need to turn on the revenue more because we're creating a lot of value for people, yeah. but it's not, not turning into revenue. And a lot of businesses only look at that side of things. They only yeah. look at the revenue or they only look at the customers or they look at both of those, but they forget to look inside themselves and make sure that <clears throat> their relationship to the business is healthy. Mm -hmm. And because if it's not, that's not sustainable either. If yep. either you're working too much, you're not enjoying what you're doing, you don't feel connected to the work for some reason, then eventually that might burn out uh, or blow up in your face. So yeah. that's why there's really a triangle of those three things that we yeah. pay attention to. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So uh, let's move on to then. Then the next thing was was scheduling a regular occurring time yes. to sort of go through this. Yes. Like we've mentioned this a few times now. This is not going to happen itself. This has to be something that you get that calendar event that says it's time. And either it's like a it's like a mastermind group, like everybody knows it, yeah. or you have a partner like Steph was talking about that can help you stay on track with this, and you yeah. guys do this for each other. Yeah. Or it's just your Google Calendar saying, "Hey." It's time, and then it's up to you to go, all right, I'm clearing my day tomorrow to do this thing. Yeah, so, you know, some people uh, I know will schedule a few days for themselves alone. If they're a solopreneur, they'll schedule a few days alone towards the end of the year, mm -hmm. and they'll go rent an Airbnb or a cabin or something, and, yeah. and just so that they have no communications and all they can do is focus on work. If you were in a mastermind group, this would be a perfect time to set aside a week where each day you dedicate to someone different in the group yeah. and you all help each other plan. That could be really powerful for us because we have a team. When mm -hmm. we do this planning process, we get together as a team. Now, obviously annual makes sense at a minimum yeah. because th there's that natural feeling, but it's really unlikely you're going to make it through a whole year yeah. just on one planning process. Right. There has to be some sort of check-in. As Chase said, for us, even though we do it quarterly, Sometimes we feel like it gets a little stale yeah. in between. Yeah. And, you know, to be honest, a lot of times that's because our quarter stretches. Yeah. Because yeah. that's when <laughs> yeah. that's when we all get together. Mm -hmm. So it ends up being four or five months. Yeah. I think if you stick to quarterly, it feels pretty good. But mm -hmm. you guys, you know, listening to this, you might find that you want to do this monthly or something. Yeah. 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 What we like to do is not just have a quarterly planning process, but then we also check in, as I said earlier, with this every week. And we'll get into this a little bit as we talk about this process. What comes out of this process is something that you can work from and look at every week to yeah. kind of reconnect with and make sure that you're on track. Yeah. All right. I love that. Okay. So those are, and, and just it. to reiterate a point also that Steph brought up, you want to have a recurring planning process, but you don't want to have a perpetual one, yes. meaning mm. you're choosing to do this quarterly or monthly or whatever. And you're going to otherwise not allow yourself to get back into this whole planning mode because you're not going to get a lot of work done if you're yep. just constantly checking stats and thinking about what could be. You need to give yourself some time to actually do the work that it takes to make a dent in exactly. your overall goals. So you don't want to be all CEO, no worker be. You want to have a good balance of doing the work and then being CEO at the right time. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay, what's next? What's next? So I feel like the next thing and you know, not to get too far ahead, I guess the next thing kind of it blends together a little bit, but a big piece of this is ideas, right? So once you have the state of the business, once you have that 10,000 foot view, this isn't all. So we talked about like some of the fear that comes with addressing the state of the business. Maybe things aren't 
on track as much as you wish they were. But mm-hmm. the good news for you, for you, if you're in that situation is you're not just going to look at that and then like feel really bad about it. The point of this is to really start to pick up some energy, get some new ideas and get yourself on track. Like yeah. that's a big part of this is figuring out where that low hanging fruit is where you can move the needle the easiest. So that's kind of uh, problem solving. Exactly. Exactly. So for example, with us yesterday, so Corbett as our CEO comes to the table with this state of the business. And what I loved about what we did yesterday is it wasn't just, Hey, here's, we, here's where we are. It's here are some ideas I have that would be quick and easy that would kind of like jumpstart us where we want to go. Right. And I think that's really helpful. So you can, you don't have to panic when you're looking at the state of the business, if it's not exactly where you want it to be, which most of the time, I think most of us need course correction. If you can look at what can I do next to just kind of move that needle a little bit. So in general, I think that next step is about ideas. And for people who are creative, which I think a lot of our listeners probably identify as creative, this is where you get to throw all of your ideas at the wall. You Mm -hmm. get to just just like have fun with it. We like to use Trello, as we've mentioned before. You can use a whiteboard. You could use both. But just literally every idea you have for your business, capture that so that you don't have to have, I don't know about you guys, but for me, when I feel like I have like these ideas running around in my head, it's actually really stressful because I'm like, oh, I feel like I'm going to lose that. I feel like I have to pin it down. Right. So to capture that all in one place, and you're not committing to anything when you're making this list. You're just like brain dumping your ideas. So you've gotten the state of the business. You know where things are at. Now you can just like exhaust yourself, exhaust your ideas in a list and just get them all down. And uh, I'll add that it's a good idea to keep that list of ideas yeah. all the time somewhere. Yes. So that in the middle of the quarter, when, oh my God, you have this epiphany and yes. you think this, you have this idea that could change the whole business. You have a little bit of discipline to write that down and let it live somewhere knowing yeah. that you will get back to it when you come to this planning process so that you don't have to chase a million different directions throughout the quarter. You can just feel like, mm-hmm. okay, I know that that idea is somewhere. If it's really valuable, I'll let myself sleep on it and you know yep. give it the next month or whatever until I get back to the planning process. Right. And then if it still is truly important, we'll consider it as part of this more structured, more disciplined approach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so we're capturing ideas. We're just getting them down. This is the brain dump. We're getting everything out. We're not judging or prioritizing these ideas as they come. We've got them outside of our brain in some significant way. It could be on paper. Mm -hmm. We use Trello Mm -hmm. and our Trello project planning. Like All of this project lives on one Trello board for us. Um, And on the far left column, it's just uh, ideas. ideas ideas that go mm-hmm. for and it's just a running list just a bunch and whenever of whenever anybody yeah. comes up with one sometimes we'll discuss it yeah. just to get some you know meat on the idea yeah so that we don't forget about it later or decide if it's even worth documenting right but then we just put it in the ideas folder and 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 nine times out of ten we move on and we decide yeah. we'll get to that later unless yeah. it's critical yeah one other thing i want to add here uh as you're coming out of the ten thousand foot view the state of the business you're probably going to have some problem areas. Exactly. You might have some themes that you want to address. And so as you start looking through these ideas, you're going to be looking at them through the lens of we have an X problem. Yep. Or we see this as being important for us over the next quarter or whatever it is. Yeah. It might be revenue. It might be that people are burned out on your team. It might be that your customers are complaining about something in particular. Yep. There are all kinds of things that you might need to address. And and that's where 
the next stage that we're going to get into here is about marrying the ideas, prioritizing the ideas according to mm-hmm. the themes and things that you want to address. Mm-hmm. Okay. So one thing that we do before we get into the prioritizing that actually, as we record this, we're kind of like smack in the middle of this part is we have all of our ideas captured and then we start to really flesh them out. Right. Mm-hmm. So you don't even decide yet what you're going to work on, but you just really take the time to like ask yourself if we were going to work on this, what are all the steps we would take? Yeah. And we haven't even decided which ones we're going to do at this exact moment while we're recording this. Right. We have like maybe four or five big projects and we have literally said, what are all the steps we would take? So if you have been through the quarter collecting ideas, not really digging into them, this is kind of the moment to really flesh out the ideas. Yeah. And we do it in a sort of no, no judgment way. Exactly. They're, they're you know, our ideas list sometimes will be like 30 or 40 long. And there are some that we might be able to look at and quickly go, there's no way we're getting Mm -hmm. to that this quarter. So we don't have to go through those. But then there usually gets to be a list of like, you know, 10 or something that we're like, yeah, there's a good chance that we want to work on that either now or maybe in another quarter or two. But in order to evaluate it, you have to know what's involved. Yep. So that usually involves a little bit of discussion. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, this would be perfect if you had a mastermind group, something to run by them. Yeah. And then a little bit of documentation. A lot of our ideas end up having like a sub list or a checklist or something of here's all the things that would be involved so that we have an idea of how much effort it would take to get this done. Mm -hmm. Love it. Love it. Okay. So we've got our ideas down, right? We've collected them. Yep. This is, I love this point about this list exists throughout the year. So when that shiny object comes your way, you have a place that you can put it. Yeah. As long as your brain really does trust, this is one of the things that Getting Thing Done talks about. As long as your brain really does trust that you're going to see that yeah. at another point. Yeah. It's a right? lot like uh, not using your inbox as a to do list, yeah. right? It's yeah, about just totally. like putting that on your to do list somewhere yeah. and then trusting the process that you'll get to it again. Okay. Got it. So we've got our big picture, uh, like state of the business. We've got a, our scheduled recurring sort of thing. We don't want this to be perpetual planning. We want it to be like, we come into CEO mode in this big 10,000 foot view mode every, whether it's 30 days or three months, whatever it works for you. Right. Uh, then we've got the next, like, this is like the sort of like the meat and potatoes is, is, is writing the ideas down, getting all the ideas, what we just talked about. I love that Corbett said, uh, a lot of times these ideas are going to flow from your, your big picture state of the business, right? You're going to look at this and you're going to go, damn, we're not making any revenue right. at all. And we need to be yep. because we're creating value, but there's not enough revenue or we've got a lot of revenue, but the value isn't that high. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we need to we need to bring that up. Otherwise, that's going to bite us in the arse later on, mm-hmm. right? So, a lot of times, your big picture state of the business comes with your your nat your like you're going to see a strategy flow naturally from that. Yeah, Corbett, talk to me about that because I don't know if that's actually represented in this process yet. This idea that we do the big picture state of the business, right? Ten thousand foot view of the thing. You come to us with a keynote. Right. We're always at a coffee shop. You're presenting the keynote. Here's the state of fizzle right now. Here's where we're at. Here's our scorecard on these three things we judge ourselves by. Here's and then normally what naturally falls out for you in that is a sort of strategy. Yeah. Right. You you saw yeah. you saw this time. It's like, OK, our revenue needs to be at this place instead of where it is right now. Yep. Here's a little strategy I have for or idea that we have for the next 18 months. Yeah. We can make that happen. Yeah. Tell me about that. How that strategy Sort of obviously, you're great at being CEO, and you've done this for a long time. Yeah. So, well, sometimes it's clear that there are just certain needs that the business has. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I also think that on top of this, there is probably a theme 
or some larger goal that you're working towards that isn't just contained within the quarterly planning yeah. process. Yeah. Yeah. This is like, you know, over the next year, the next two years, this is where we're trying to go. And so that's kind of the job of looking at this 10,000 foot view and then thinking about what are we going to work on in the next quarter, but also how does that tie to our broader business goals? Mm-hmm. And that's the kind of thing that you might focus on not every quarter, but less frequently, maybe mm. once a year or something like that, right? The annual yeah. planning process a lot of times is where you would think big picture, big vision. What do I want from this business over the next two years, Yeah, right? Or even five years or something and kind of set out some sort of broad goal like that. And then the state of the business is where, where are we now? And then you have to get down to brass tacks. You have to start breaking down the broader vision into what are we going to work on the next quarter that gets us mm-hmm. towards that goal and then further than that, you're going to break it down to what am I going to work on this week and today, yeah. yeah, right? And all of that needs to be tied back to the bigger goal. And and that's that's kind of why we do the state of the business. Yeah. And in the state of the business, a lot of times the theme that we thought about, you know, six months ago, that's where we reconnect with that theme or with that bigger picture goal. Um, for example, we talked in Fizzle, to get specific, we talked about this pyramid of opportunities yeah. and how there are certain things that we do that form the base of the pyramid that affect the most customers. Yeah. And then there are things that we're going to do that affect fewer and fewer customers as you move up this pyramid. Mm-hmm. And this kind of formed this vision for things that we might do over the next couple of years. Yeah. So as we think about that, when we go into the planning process, a lot of times what I'll do is I'll just start out with the presentation that we did the last quarter. Yeah, that's awesome. And then we'll just kind of adapt that for the current picture. And some of those slides we'll leave in there. You asked earlier, like there was an appendix in the the presentation. The appendix is where the slides go that we might want to review, but that aren't necessarily current. The last session. From from the last session, exactly. So that's where you might go and review some of those theme or those thematic things. But also I judge how top of mind those themes are for us based on what we've been talking about just weekly or, or, and so some of those things I feel like don't bear repeating because they're ingrained in us now. We don't necessarily have to talk about them. No, this is a big deal. This idea of, um, you know, this process builds over time. You have slides from last quarter that we're going to be able to quickly look at and then compare our metrics from last quarter to this quarter. Yep. This, this is where you, you, you put four or six, or 10 or 15 of those quarters together in a row like that, and you keep doing this process and you tweak the process over time, you're going to start to see with a lot of clarity and like certainty, confidence that these are the metrics that matter. Because I know, because I saw a hole there, we came up with a strategy of projects to fix that hole and it fixed this revenue problem that we had in our business. Yeah. Right. So this number matters a lot to or, me. Or it didn't after several quarters. Or it didn't. And yeah. now I realize that the strategy needs to That's change. what I, I feel for all the entrepreneurs out there who are figuring it out on their own. Like I've been my whole freaking life, right? Figuring it out on your own. You, I don't know if what I think matters really does matter. And I, I, most of my life was way too confident. Like knew, like I was like, oh, I know what I'm doing and this, that, and the other, you know? And I went, luckily I found my way through it. You know, now I'm a lot more neurotic (laughs) and I'm a lot more like, I don't know if that matters. That could be totally pointless. I could be putting a ton of anxiety and energy into this thing that doesn't matter at all. Yeah. So what is the thing that matters? Right. Right. And that's the thing that, that you learn over time when you're watching your business. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we've got our big state of the business. We've got our ideas 
that we've done a brain dump on these ideas. A lot of them probably flow out from where's the state of the business right now. Yep. Okay. We've done a brain dump on these. So now we just have this big lump, this pile of ideas, right? I've got a, we're, if we're doing this on a, let's, let's say on a month, we're doing this for every month. Okay. Cause I like, I don't know. Maybe I think we might want to try that a little bit. Um, if we're doing this for a month, well, I've got four weeks. You know, I can see, you know, one of those weekends, like I'm taking the family to the coast. To, we're renting a beach house or something, right? So that's one of those weekends that I'm like not even able to work on that weekend or something, right? Right. So I've got four weeks to do, what, what do I do next? Here's my state of the business, right? Here's my, I can see the hole in my business there. Or I'm a little worried about this or I'd like to increase this metric right here, right? How do I look at this huge pile of ideas and figure out what to do next? This is what I'm thinking. Yep. Please tell me your energizer planning process has something, an answer for me on this question. It does. <laughs> yeah. So I think one thing that, you know, off the bat when you're looking at how to prioritize is this idea that we really try to hold ourselves to, which is looking at impact and effort, right? Mm -hmm. So impact means what can I do that is going to get me where I want to go fastest? And there's probably not just one single thing, although it's possible that you just need to focus on one idea, but there are going to be some ideas that are going to have a bigger impact than others, right? Yeah. They're going to do more for your business or your revenue, whatever your goal is. Yeah. And, and impact can de be defined as it's going to create revenue. Right. It's going to uh, make our customers happy. It's Increase going your to, reach. Yeah. There's all kinds of things. Well, yeah. Right. So this is that, that this is where I'm noticing this trend. We've identified these three things that are like sort yep. of our important places, revenue, value, and then what are we, like like Ourselves. personal and personal interest yeah. or, or yeah. like personal whatever health yeah. or something in the thing right yep. in many ways this is sort of you know your business in three quick little ideas right there's mm -hmm. a lot of ways you can slice and dice this like you mentioned reach mm -hmm. right revenue obviously is a function of of reach too yeah. so you can slice and dice it a little finer you might go like i have a reach problem yeah. not a conversion problem right. or totally. I don't have a reach problem. I have a conversion problem. Yeah. So depending on where your business is, you can go finer grain in that. And I recommend you explore and get down into it, but there's a mm -hmm. point at which you just have too many cells in the spreadsheet. Yeah. You cannot be focused on that much stuff. Yep. Right. right. Yep. So um, you're talking about evaluating the impact yep. and the effort for these projects. Yes. Tell me about this. So impact was the first one. Effort mm -hmm. is the second piece. Yeah. Effort means, I mean, it's exactly what it sounds like, right? How much time and energy am I going to have to put into this? Is our team going to have to put into this to get the project done? So, you know, to think of an example, like launching a brand new podcast would be pretty high effort, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, making a small tweak to what payment processor use is probably low effort. So you can look at these projects and say, okay, which ones are going to be super high impact and which ones are going to be low effort. And that's generally, I think, a good place to start because it's going to have the greatest effect Yeah, and it's going to be the quickest for you to finish. Yeah, we were talking before we started this. Uh, I remember interviewing Danielle Laporte a long time ago, like six years ago or mm -hmm. something. And I was asking her on behalf of people watching the video, like, how do you know what to work on in your business? Yep. And she said, this has stuck with me for a long time. She said, you should be looking for the projects that are going to get you the most revenue fastest. Yep. Mm. In the beginning, right? Because this is what a business is, after all. Like you're building a business because you need to support yourself. And of course, there are all kinds of things that we want to do in terms of feeling good about the work we do, making sure the work has value for customers and so on. But- if you're just starting out, your business is in danger, constant danger of failing because it's not financially viable. Yep. 
And in the beginning, you can do yourselves a lot of favors by looking at all your projects and saying, which of these is going to lead to the most revenue the fastest? Mm -hmm. And that's another way of saying effort versus impact. Yep. Right? I think this is huge, especially because, you know, one thing we talk about a lot here on the show and in the physical community is this idea of minimum viable income and understanding how much you need to make each month in order for this thing to be viable, Mm -hmm. right? What we don't talk about is often, or I think maybe where people lose their way is they're like, okay, I know I need to make $5,000 a month, whatever that number is for you personally, it's going to vary. But maybe less talked about is, well, how the heck am I going to get there? Like, Mm -hmm. what's going to comprise that revenue? Mm -hmm. This is that moment in your business where you get to say, okay, maybe $2,000 thousand a month can come from coaching. Mm. Maybe 500 a month can come from my ebook. You know, this is where yeah. you get to really break it down and say, cool, it's great that I want to make $5,000, but where, like, where is that actually yeah. coming from? And that's where you can evaluate these ideas and look at what's realistic in terms of how you impact that revenue. Yeah. And if you want to get nerdy about it, and we've done this in the past, you can assign scores yes, to yeah. each of these. You can say, you know, yeah. on, a, on a scale of one to 10, how much impact is this going to have and how much effort is it going to take? And then you can kind of prioritize projects by the combination of those things. Yep. Uh, for us, another thing that we've really learned, and this is the beauty of doing this planning process on a regular basis, you start to learn that even though you might have a whole quarter ahead of you, there are precious few things that you can get done on top of all of the other things that you have to do in your business. Like maybe you've already committed to serving customers and creating content on a regular basis and other things that are taking up a, you know, a a base amount of time. You've got this precious little amount of project time left over. You can get mired down in the muck of feeling overwhelmed pretty quickly if you try to do too much. Yeah, if you (laughs) hold yourself to doing more than you're capable of doing, you will feel like shit all yeah. the time. Yeah. <laughs> it's real easy to feel like you're at this amazing buffet and you want to pile on all of these different foods yeah. and then you realize you're just not going to be able to eat all this yeah. stuff. Your stomach yeah. is bigger than your eyes or something yeah. like I'm that. Literally, yeah. eyes are bigger I'm a person same. who has thrown up at a buffet for that reason. So for people out there, <laughs> Steph's like, I, feel I am guys. not ashamed. I'm going back for a canapé. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, right. so, so this is where, you know, as you're prioritizing these ideas, we also highly recommend that you through this process over time pay attention to how much you can actually get done because you know setting your expectations and committing to less than you can probably actually do might make you feel amazing at the end of the quarter like wow or it might make you feel really crappy because you didn't get through everything that you thought you might do so there's a real balance here and there's also this issue of you might look at a project and think, oh my God, like if I got that done, it would be incredible. But mm-hmm. you're thinking just of the, the project's a little Trello box. Yeah. How yeah. dangerous can it be? Yeah. And mm-hmm. if that little Trello box ends up taking two or three planning cycles to yeah. get done, it might never get done. Mm-hmm. There's a real risk of projects yeah. that don't get done. So yeah. in this process, you should have an eye for not only high impact, low effort, but what are things that I think I can actually get done in a quarter realistically so that I feel good and I get momentum and I get things launched. I get things out there because that's the only way a project will actually have impact on your business is if you finish it and the results are visible to your customers. Mm -hmm. I think another thing on this yesterday, it was Chase who led us through this is as we were evaluating these ideas, we started talking about pros and cons, right? So I think that's a really helpful thing too, not just 
impact and effort, but also what excites each of us about these ideas and what are the possible pitfalls? What are the possible, you know, possible obstacles or places where we could really get stuck? And I think that's probably not done as often as it should is like, okay, we're excited about this idea, but guys, what could go wrong? Like what is the worst case scenario? And having that on paper is really helpful. I think. Yeah. But let's hold off on that for a second. Cause I think we should make that like a next step in this thing. Cause right now what I like is we're looking at these projects. We're evaluating them based on the impact that they're going to have to Mm -hmm important business metrics that we care about to the state of the business, right? And we're looking at the impact and then we're looking at the effort. How much time, energy, resources, money, all this sort of stuff that is this going to take to do? I love that point, Corbett, that we got to have an eye for. Uh, we're taking a bite out of something that we need to have chewed up by the next time we do this planning yeah. thing, right? So yeah. if we're on a 30-day schedule or if we're on a, a three-month schedule or whatever it is for coming back to this planning, we want to make sure that whatever we choose can be done within that time. Yep. Okay. I like this because then quickly that, that ideas list can sort itself out. Like you're going to throw away so many of those ideas, Mm -hmm. you know, but you're not throwing them away. You're just basically, you're pulling over ones. That's like, I mean, in Trello, you could really do this as like, you have on the far left, it's all these ideas. And then on the right of that, like there's another column where it's like, okay, let's pull over the ideas that we want to evaluate more seriously. Okay. So you're pulling those over and like, okay, that often by just like, moving the projects to that we the think top. we're going to do to the top. Yeah. So, but you could just move it over. First time you just move it over to the, to a new column, right? And now we're looking at these and we can do a deeper dive on like impact. I mean, I think you can honestly, you can literally uh, uh, score these. You can give them a score on impact and on uh, reach or yep. sorry, not reach, but on, on, on effort. effort. So those are two ways of talking about it. You could also break it down further. You might know from the state of your business that we have a reach problem. We need to get to more audience we need to get more people faster so that it becomes a priority numero uno yes for this quarter yeah right? or i would just define impact for this planning process yeah. as yeah. impacting but the just, metric that you think matters. but just yeah, meaning that's, that's impact big. can be broken down into a few different yeah. things like this one really gets us to higher revenue right now right but this one gets us more reach and then you get to be ceo the effort on these is exactly the same right this one has more gets us more reach this one gets us more revenue right right then it's like okay which one's more important right now because yeah. the truth is you only get to pick one of these right this is entrepreneurship this is what getting shit done looks like yeah is it looks like going both of these take the same amount of work but they have but they impact two different things i'll yeah. be glad when both of them are done when either of them are done right but but i can only pick one right now it's time lot- is the thing where, where that's that's the constraint here it's a lot like the uh the quadrants or the matrix where there's important unimportant yes. and urgent uner- and yeah. not urgent yeah. right yep. totally totally exactly so uh, I like that. Whereas right now we're just evaluating, prioritizing based on the simple thing. And I like just categorizing it impact and effort. Yep. So now we've got that that list of, of the ones that we wanted to take seriously are now prioritizable from, you know, top to bottom, most, most priority to, to least. Yep. Right. And then we can, then we can do exactly what Steph talked about. I want to go a deeper dive on a, you know, 10,000 foot view on just this project. Just this project. And that, what I like for that is why do we want to do this? What's going to be good about it? Make a list of as many things as you can that's going to be good about this thing. And then I want you to make a list of why is this going to fail? 
If this fails, what will have gone wrong mm -hmm. in this thing? What are the obstacles that stand in our way to do this, yeah. right? I got distracted. I didn't yeah. plan well enough. I didn't see exactly what I was doing, right? Why did why, why do we want to do this? Well, because it's actually, it's going to make, uh, it's going to make the members course library feel more clean and, and, and it's going to, it's going to prioritize the courses that are important versus the other ones that maybe are less important or something like that, right? right. Like you can, and then, oh, I'm going to like, and I'm, I, I like that it's going to make me feel different when I think about we want to just make a quick course. It's not just going to get lost in some, you know, these are things we were actually talking about yeah. yesterday. And it made it, and I had everyone on the team go like, what do you like about this? What do you like about it? What do you like about it? But if this fails, why will it have failed from your point of view, from your point of view, from your point of view? Yep. Getting really, really clear. This is what this is doing is honoring the fact that you're going to about to commit your, your backside to actually doing this thing potentially. Yes. And this right? is where uh, this process isn't just science mm -hmm. there's art to it as well so don't just blindly trust the priorities that come out of the impact effort yeah. calculation yeah then you also need to look at each project and give it the sniff test yeah, yeah. to say there's also on other things there's risks involved here right mm -hmm. absolutely and then the, the next thing that um that you you started to allude to is also what's the interest level in doing this yeah. because yeah. effort you might yeah. look at something and say oh yeah i could do that in a week what you're not taking into account is are you going to be able to do it in a week when you are have completely lost motivation mm -hmm. and you forget why this was even important? It might sit there and linger on your list forever. Right. Whereas something else that you are really excited about getting done right now, mm -hmm. you might actually be able to get done even yeah. quicker because you're going to be obsessed with it for three days. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that that's can be another, a tiebreaker, I think. That can be a tiebreaker. That could be another whole other category. We've mm -hmm. done that before as well. We've just added team interest level yeah. to doing this thing yeah. as part of it. Yeah. I like that. So, and so we have like two levels of prior project prioritization here, basically, yeah. right? Yep. First is just like general impact effort. Second is is like what Corbett calls the sniff test. I like just, yeah. just walking around giving it the sniff <laughs> test, and and this is going further. This is going further in like, why is this a good idea? Why is this going to impact your business? When this is done, how will it be benefiting your business or yep. you? How will it, and then bringing in, how do you personally feel or, or personal interest in these things? That yep. was, we've done that before and that was, that was nice. Yeah. Right. So, so this is just, because then once you've done that, now you're reprioritizing that list. Yeah. Right. And now it's like, okay, no, this is clearly, this is clearly at the top of the list and the next thing. Right. Right. Now from here, it seems like, uh, what, what are we going, where do we go next from here? I've got a list of like prioritized projects that I've like actually thought through some of these projects, like why I want to do them. I'm actually feeling pretty energized at this point. It's like new, I want to redesign the blog like that or whatever the task is like that actually makes a lot of sense because it impacts our brand. It impacts how I feel about the stuff right now. It impacts, you know, conversion stuff based on the AB test that we've done already with the thing I can, yep. you know, so it's like, and by the way, CEOing your business, getting used to entrepreneurs is a lot like learning where you're, you know, filling yourself full of hot air. I want to redesign the website. Yeah, of course you want to redesign the website. Every, yeah. Everybody wants to redesign their right. website all the time. Yeah, for sure. you know I mean? yeah. The question is, can you put that on hold to do something that actually impacts value, yep. Yep. the revenue you make yep. more, right? Yep. Okay, so what's next? Okay, so next... Um, we recommend that you break down projects mm -hmm. into smaller pieces, mm -hmm. especially, I mean, anything that's going to take more than a week Yeah. or, you know, your, your, the, the, the resulting projects on yeah. your list yeah. should probably be broken down into something that's going to take a week or so. And this is a, a, a do what we say, not what we do sometimes. Sort of thing because <laughs> we've, yeah. we've had giant projects on our list, but we can tell you that 
you don't get the satisfaction of moving things around and feeling like something actually got finished. Yeah. You also, it's really hard to judge how much work you're committing to. So by taking a project, breaking it down into roughly weak size chunks, then you can have a better idea of what can we actually get done within this planning period. You can also uh, commit to projects that might take more than one planning period because you really you're doing the first five pieces of it yeah. this time and then the rest you'll get to next time. Like for example, redesign the blog couldn't be like, all right, create the goal sheet on what the, what the goals are from the new design of the website. What yeah. are actual, like how will we know this is successful when it's launched, right? right. And then it's like, there's sketching out the wireframes. You break this all down and put those on your task list instead yes. of, or your project planning list instead of redesign blog, right? right? right. I just want to reiterate, reiterate, I think this is is where it's really important to evaluate what you have on that list because like for us for example i feel like we probably have roughly four projects right now mm -hmm. that are big projects that passed our test right they passed yeah. both tests we can't possibly do all we're that. not gonna be able to yeah. so we have this is where you have to look at it and say okay now these four are definitely things we are going to do but for mm -hmm. the next chunk which for us is a quarter what are we really committing to yeah we're gonna come back to that other one but this is where like i think for people out there, this is where you really want to check yourself on how much you're committing to because yeah. this is where it can get messy, I think. Yeah, yep. totally. Yep. Yeah, so one way that we've done that in the past is to actually look at each person on the team and say, okay, what is the stuff that we're already committed to? This yeah. is just the baggage that you accumulate as mm -hmm. a business. Like I have to write a blog post every week or whatever. And you can question those things. This is a good time to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe you don't need to, to right. do that. But there's some level, you know, maybe half of your week is already committed to. Yeah. So then you have the remaining amount of time you look at vacation calendars as well and be realistic about how many weeks you have and then just try to estimate how many hours you have look at the projects that you've committed to the effort that you assign to them and try to do a little matching here to say this is about what i feel like i could get done yeah. in this time and mm -hmm. you know a lot of times you're gonna feel like oh man that's not really that much at the end of the day i wish i could do more but resist the urge to pile on a bunch of stuff because if you pile on too much you might just throw up your hands in the middle of the no, quarter. This is a huge. Like, this is a huge deal. Yeah. This is like probably one of the biggest deals about this whole thing. I mean, that's why we're having this conversation in the first place. I think yeah. it's because halfway through the year, this is probably what's happened to people. Yeah. As you you bit off more than you can chew. Right. You're you're humbled now and realize like, okay, if I want to get something done, this is like, again, I always talk about course management and golfing. It's like, yeah, it's like, okay, guess what? You have to play the clubs that you use really carefully here. Yeah. And when you do so and you realize you're optimizing for this swing right now, not for the whole thing, but then you're also optimizing for the whole game too. But yeah. doing both of those are two different things, yeah. right? It, you have to manage your own my, myself personally. When I see something on the list that's been there for so long, it's just, there's so much, I don't know if you guys have this experience of like, the more I pay attention to it, more it's like shame and guilt about not yeah. having done more. Right. Like, so I, yeah. And, and I, and I have just that in spades. Like I can always turn that on yeah, so much. Right. Of my managing de and this, depression and spirituality and this, is about managing just that. And a lot of this know? quarterly planning process is about erasing that, erasing yeah. that, well, yeah. giving yourself permission to let things go that you're never going to work yeah. on. And that's it's okay. really hard though. Cause yeah. you're letting go of like, here's who I thought I was totally right. For me personally, it is a lot yeah. like that. It's like, Oh, I thought I was going to be, but Again, capital R reality. We're talking about reality being yeah. the real world. Here's where the business is right now. Here's what the business needs. Here's what I want to do. Here's why I wanted to do business in the first place, right? You're kind of in tension between yeah. what the business needs, what you want to do. And the truth is, what one of the things the business needs is you to be lit up. Yep. Howard Thurman, right? Don't ask the world what the world, don't ask what the world needs. Ask what makes you come alive and go do that because the world needs people who have come alive. And that stuff 
you get that magic on some of the things you're putting out in the world, people are going to notice. Yep. That's, it's like, you can't optimize, you know, there's not a spreadsheet cell for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what yeah. I mean? There can. That's you, the sniff test. That's the sniff <laughs> test. That's the personal interest thing. Yeah. And, and there's, you, you, there's no certainty in any of this. There's just like diligence, but there's also some magic you're going to have. Yep. Right? So I like this idea of, Corbett, you're talking about breaking down projects, okay, into the bite-sized chunks, right? But I think there's even a, a step before this. So I think that's more of like a principle. That's like something that you're going to learn this. If you do this process, because the truth is you can commit to this process every you know 45 days or every three months or quarterly or whatever it is, right? You can commit to this process no matter what. Even if it sucks and it hurts, whatever. You can go like, all right, I'm going to do it in an hour. And, and just whatever, and just see what happens. As long as you know, like no matter what, I'm coming back to it. Even if I don't follow my own, even if I totally break all my rules or something right. like that, you can come back to this and you'll learn over time and just totally create your own process because there's the, the raw materials are here for this. But um, where you learn that, that breaking down your project thing is going to be in watching just the fact that you have a list somewhere that says, here's the things I want to do in the next three months. Right. And you realize... The next time you go, it's like, oh my God, I forgot. I didn't even check in with this list. Yeah. And I totally forgot about all of these. And I would say, if you have committed to doing this on a regular basis, then you can avoid the analysis paralysis that you might be feeling right now about which project should I do by trusting in the process and realizing that you're going to learn through committing to some projects, seeing like how much you actually get done, and then learning how you or your team yeah. is capable of getting work done over time. Yeah. So if you commit to too much right now, it's okay. You'll get to the end of the process and you'll look and you'll see, oh, there's a bunch of stuff on the list that we didn't do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then next time you'll get to go, are these still important? Are we still yeah. committed to these? And then yeah. you'll, you'll regroup and recommit. Uh, if you committed to too little, then you can you know, grab some new projects from the ideas folder and, and do like a little impromptu thing along the way. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. We just feel that over time, the closer you can get to approximating a stretch level of work that you're actually capable of doing, the better you're going to feel each time this process happens. Yeah. Okay. So listen, I think we can simplify this project because there's, well, let me get the the next step that I think is really important on this. Um, One of the things I want you to do when you've got this project, okay, because we went state of the business, step one, state of the business. Okay. Step two, we've got a, we we have a calendar event that's like, we're going to, it's going to force us to do this on a recurring mm-hmm. basis, right? Step three, we've got our ideas brain dump that flows from our, our state of the business, right? Where we are now. Then, and it also kind of naturally flows out of what we want to do in our business. Brain dump. Just get it all out, mm-hmm. right? Step four is we are prioritizing these projects. Our initial prioritization on these projects is based on impact and effort. Again, I love this idea of like you've got all your ideas on the left column in Trello and then you're kind of looking through them and just making a quick, a quick like dragging the, the important ones, the ones that deserve more a closer look over to the one column to the right, right? So then, then we're going to do our secondary priority or I guess there we're looking at the impact and the effort of those projects. All right, give them a score. Give each of them a score that makes that list. All right, you're also, you're still going to have too many projects here. Mm-hmm. You're not going to be able to finish Way as many, many projects, yeah, right? Definitely. Way too many. But this is good because you're, every time you're sort of evaluating your own commitment to these things or your own desire for this thing and it's likely to, likely to impact in important something important in your business, right? Then we're going to do a second prioritization of 
these topics uh, or of these projects. This is where we give it the the Smith the Smith test. No, the sniff test. Yeah. Okay. This is the art. This is versus the science. Yeah, exactly. We're getting in, and I want you to get a little bit dreamy about why is this project a good thing for me to do? Well, how is it going to benefit my business? How is it going to benefit my? Oh, so again, revenue, value. And personal, you know, health or per, 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 I don't yeah. know what we call that. Personal yeah. interest or whatever. Pros and cons, risks, hidden, yeah. you know, and that's issues. all ten thousand foot. You know, yeah. it's all ten thousand foot. So we have, you know, we have impact, we have effort, and then we're having like, what are all the? Tell me all the reasons why this is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Then tell me all the reasons why it's a bad idea. Why is it, or why will it work? Why, why will it not work? Well, it's going to take a lot of time. Actually, it's pretty high on the effort thing, right? Or, but it has, but it, it'll impact X, Y, and Z over here, right? So right. I want you to pro and con this thing down the line. And I, ask, and I really do want you to ask yourself that question of if this fails, if I, if I fail to get this out the door, or if it fails, if you're making a project, right? If you fail to make any sales with this, yeah. if you, if it fails as a product, why will it have failed? Well, I didn't mm-hmm. nail, I didn't nail, like, it's not something people want, or I didn't have enough people to, to share it with, or I didn't have a good plan on, on, you know, whatever, getting the message out to yep. new audiences, or the, com- the sales page was confusing. Yep. All of these things then just become like tasks in some ways. They help you look more realistically at the thing. Okay. So that's our secondary prioritization yep. of these tasks. Yeah. I think that was step six in your list. That was step six. That was, um, and, or five, maybe six. So then I'll have it all written out at the thing eventually. <laughs> then from there, we have a great feel on each of these projects. We're like, here's the ones that have made the cut. They've been reprioritized now based on like, you know, yep. not just impact and effort, but also like whether it's a good idea or a bad idea for my business yep. and, and all of those things, right? Because it, it sounds like one of the things, one of the other things we could do another prioritization on how likely is this to be completed in the amount of time that we have. Right. In some ways. Right. Well, so just okay, again, so, bringing in that biting off what you can chew. Yeah. So the interim step here was to break these down into yeah. bite sized chunks, things that you yeah. can get done in a week or two. Yeah. But I like even before this, yeah. hold on before this. Now it's like, okay, I want you to work that project backwards from its from its completion. Mm-hmm. So it might be the launch of a new thing, which actually isn't the finish of the thing. And you have the, like a month of promotion, right? So you, I want you working backwards mm. from the finish of the thing, what is actually the thing, to where you are now. Well, yep. yeah, and this is where you're like actually looking at your calendar and yeah. starting to really commit to the But even frame. before the calendar, I'm thinking just like, what are all the steps that need to be need well, to yeah. happen here? Sure. Right? Yeah. Like we did this yesterday on a yep. project we were thinking about and it got us to like, oh, well, here's the first, here's the next thing we need to do. Oh, actually, we could probably do that this week, right? right. We could do that thing, even though this project's way too big, maybe for a quarter even, right? Yep. That we can do this thing that can help us identify the impact or the, where, what shape this project really needs to take. Yep. Working backwards is just a quick trick to go like where are all the steps here you're not gonna probably not gonna hit everything the better you get at this the better you'll be at right. choosing which projects to take on right but i love that working backwards because now your project is effectively broken up into those pieces now you know all of those pieces and you just did it because of, well in order to, the, to launch the website i have to have the design coded up and that right. means i'd have to have the design itself right it's gotta be coded and in order to do that i need to know i mean before and then i what if i launch a new design i want to know if it was good or bad i mean mm-hmm. beyond just like my taste and i feel good about it so I need to have some sort of testing in play or you know what I mean? Like it starts getting you into things that actually matter about this project. Yep. That's where I want you to be. That's where I need to be yep. because I'm so easily just turned on by stuff and turned off by stuff right. based on some whimsy. Yeah. You know? Yep. 
based on some whimsy. So, I mean, where we are right now is like, it's, it's a, it's, I love that this, I mean, we're already way over our podcast length normally. Um, and so I, we could either turn this into a two-part episode, but I don't think we should. I think we should just stop it there because, to be honest, unless there's there's more stuff that should be hit right, well, right just, now. There's just one more thing. Where, where do you go? What's okay, next? so you have all of these projects. You've decided which ones you're committing to. Now, within Trello, what we do is we have a second column, and this is what we've committed to for the quarter or for this planning yeah. period. So yeah. we move things from ideas over to this bucket of our commitments. We call it on deck, right? Mm-hmm. And then we have one more bucket, which is yeah. in progress. And mm-hmm. so as we start working on things, we move it to in progress. And then our final bucket is things that we've actually completed. And this rhythm is the visual indication of work actually getting done yeah. in the company. Yeah. yeah, And it feels great as things yeah. move across. And uh, a lot of times, you know, during this planning process, we have archived everything in the live section and, and gone through and reviewed each of them yeah, to say, yeah. what did this feel like? What did we learn from it? Was and that so, worth it? Was, was it, it worth it? Makes it it, it makes it, it's like kind of like a postmortem, if you want to call it that, but it's like looking at what you committed to and what you did. Yeah. And then the question is six months later, do you remember do that, doing that? And was it important? Yeah. Right? So all that to say the, the outcome of this entire planning process is just to have a a bucket of projects that you've committed to working on Mm -hmm. and a way to view the progress of those things throughout this process. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's so much more to say on this topic. It's such a big and important thing for people who are trying to get their businesses out the door or trying to grow their business or anything in business because nobody's going to make you do this thing. Yep. Nobody's going to make you get that project out the door. Nobody's going to, I mean, some, so maybe I think some people are out there that are just like sort of serendipitously following this project and that project. And I felt like doing it. And then they stay Definitely. diligent on that thing. And I love that I'm a little bit like wish I lived like that, <laughs> but we don't, we, we have a, we have a commitment to revenue. We have a commitment to our members. We have a, we have a different kind of business than just that. Right. So for anyone who needs help staying diligent and enjoying it, this process, even though it sounds daunting and it takes us, it would take us two or three hours probably to explain all the things we wanted to about it, all the little caveats, all the ways it can go wrong or all the ways, well, sometimes it has to be like this, but sometimes it needs to be like that. And it depends on the project because this is actually a lot like art. It's actually a lot like dance. You're noticing the energy within yourself. You're noticing the way that this idea feels for your business. You're noticing the way you think it might work <laughs> compared yep. to what you don't know you don't know and yep. things like that, right? So this is really big deal stuff. So it allowed us to go a little bit long and, and I'm allowing us to stop even though we haven't gotten it all out yet because the truth is it's, it's big and it's in depth. But all you need to do is what we've laid out, and you will be teaching yourself how to do this. And for the simplified version uh, written, yeah. where would they go for the show notes? Fizzleshow.co slash 215. Does that sound good to you guys? Yep. Mm-hmm. Corbett Barr, Steph Crowder. I mean, what a delight, you guys. I have so loved having this conversation and this planning session with you. Thank you for being here. Thank you, you, buddy. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening, y'all. That is episode 215. You can go to fizzleshow.co slash 215 to get your show notes for this episode, where, again, I have summarized and clarified all of these things. While you're there, pick up one of our free guides. They're really helpful. They're really, really useful for getting your business, like your USP, your unique selling proposition, 
sorted out when you see these 20 great examples of killer unique selling propositions. Awesome. At fizzle.co slash guides. Here's an iTunes rating from Erica, the wedding planner in the USA, who says the info and motivation I have been looking for. I started listening to the Fizzle show probably around eight months ago and have been a member of Fizzle for about six months. Chase, Corbett, and Steph are smart, funny, and not afraid to get real. Seriously, this show and the courses inside Fizzle have made such a huge impact on my life and my business. Oh, Erica, that's so cool to hear. Dear listener, we love hearing from you all in the iTunes reviews. You can open up the iTunes store, search for The Fizzle Show, and click write a review. I would love to read yours out here as well. Here's a quote in closing from J.R.R. Tolkien who says, It does not do to leave a, to leave a live dragon out of your calculations if you live near him. (laughs) I love that. It does not do to leave a live dragon out of your calculations if you live near him, right? A lot of the times, your distraction, your ability to lose motivation, right? These are the live dragons that we live right nearby, and we need to be making plans accordingly. All right, that's it for now. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. Thanks, and I'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.